It's that time of the week. It's Trent Thomas. This is a big bad idea. It's Jake Bull. The refereeing this week is crap. You're listening to the Four Pointers Podcast. Uh, welcome to the Four Pointers ahead of a new rugby league season. I'm joined by the thrilling sports junkie, Jake Bull. Hey Trent, how you going? I'm good. Do you like your new nickname? Yes. <laughs> I can see surprise. I think no one's ever used thrilling. No. But um, just a quick run through of what this show is. Four points I could try, but instead of points in a rugby league game, it's four conversational points. I know it's real uh, rocket science stuff. Hard hitting stuff. They're real hard hitting journalism. That's why we got our degrees. But uh, let's get, jump right into it. So Jake, what going on in the news? But first... Obviously, the biggest thing being the start of rugby league season. What are you thinking of the light of the matchups that we got? Yeah, there's uh, some good quality games this week. Um, you know, there's some uh, good good derbies. Um, obviously, I'm most excited about the Tigers game on uh, on Sunday. But uh, you, are you going to run through the games that we've got this week? Yeah, I think so we got Storm Rabbits, Knights Bulldogs, Broncos Eels, Warriors Titans, Roosters Eagles. Panthers, Cowboys, Raiders, Tigers, and Dragons, Sharks, closing up with the Derby down in Cogra. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll have our tips. Uh, if you follow us at the Four Pointers on Twitter, um, you'll be able to see our, our expert tips uh, for those games. Um, if it was anything like we were back in the day, the quality <laughs> tipping, uh, maybe not. But uh, yeah, well, you'll, you'll be able to check those out at, at the Four Pointers on Twitter. If that doesn't sell you, I'm going to start putting my multis up from next week. I did my, Only the winners. I got yeah. I got I got so excited for my multis. I did it like six weeks ago. <laughs> but now all the numbers, like if I put out my current multi, all the numbers are different. So yeah, my sports better account will get some uh, use use again uh, now that we're now that uh, back giving, in footy yeah. season. Now I'm giving access to my multis. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully uh, we can we can both clean up. Yeah, yeah. So also going on in the news, we've got Cooper Cronk's been copping some flack for working at two clubs. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the NRL 360 for people didn't see last night. Uh, well, uh, Buzz Rothfield wrote an article basically saying that it was um, a conflict of interest, I guess, for Cooper Cronk to work for the Roosters and the Storm, given his history playing for both clubs. Uh, and he came out last night and and basically defended himself, saying that he you know he can put his uh, uh I guess ego aside to to support both teams. So um, we've seen it in the past. Trent, um, one of your heroes, used to work for for a couple of clubs. What's your what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, I mean, like, cons- people like Andrew Johns, Matthew Johns, and a bunch, mostly a lot of halves and kicking coaches, have always worked for multiple clubs. You'd think the fact he's worked for both clubs would mean he's loyal enough to not disturb on the other. You'd think if he had no emotional attachment to the clubs, it'd be more of an issue. He'd be more likely to just sell information to the ice bidder. So like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think people just like to kick up a stink, and because of the feud between the two clubs, you yeah. know... But I think we're at that stage where if this happened during the season, it wouldn't have made much of a uh, issue as it was. I think people just need something to talk about now that the full schedule of rugby league, let's say, analysis is back. Yeah, NRL 360 is back, so they've got to, got to fill the airwaves. Yeah, uh, yeah. what do you think of the team lists? That was obviously another of the noticeable things today. Yeah, I mean, obviously Team List Tuesday. been uh, promoting that on Twitter, uh, getting excited for that. Yeah. Uh, Going a quick overview of the teams, look, the big surprise for me, 
uh, was was the Dragons Sharks game. Uh, mm. Andrew Fafita didn't make the uh, the seventeen, so yeah. that's a bit of a surprise. Obviously, they've got Aiden Tolman coming in as a as a new signing, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he can force his way into the team. Uh, possibly this week or throughout the season. Yeah, we'll be going into more detail with our Fantasy League podcast. Make sure you tune in. But if I'd use a word to describe the team, let's be anticlimactic. All these rumours about these big changes and mostly more of the same. Bit but, of rinse and repeat. Know, yeah, John O'Ford didn't make the team. Andrew Davies on the bench. But these are only things you care about if you're playing Fantasy League for life and death. This is Outside true. of that, I don't think too many... Um, rest, even the Rastodons could care, care too much about the noticeable news in the team sheets. The um, one of the interesting things about this year that's come in the last few weeks is that the vaunted, the incredible Peter Volandis wants to bring back three grades on the one day. Yeah, I know. Uh, speaking to to my family, uh, that was always the the highlight of going out, making it a day at the, the the footy and watching all three grades. You know, the the juniors, the reserve grade, and and uh, NRL, and and they're looking to to bring that out back, which I think is a great thing as a as a massive rugby league fan to be able to watch three games of footy. Uh, I'll never I'll never knock that back. Uh, what's your thoughts on it, Trent? Yeah. Being someone that got such terrible terrible sunburn at the cricket, but went back the same day because he had a ticket. All I care about is getting as much money, as much blood out of the stone as I possibly can. So if you give me three games, I'm going to go to get every little bit of value out of that. So I'm never going to complain about more value and also more footy. Um, especially when like, I go for Newcastle. So if I'm driving three hours out, I want to get as much football as possible. And we have been known to, to go to New South Wales Cup games, even when there are NRL uh, games. So we, we do yeah. love our love our reserve grade footy. Yes, extra bonus. Uh, Jared Haynes back in court. There's not too much to say about that at the moment, but we'll be bringing in a, a resident legal expert to discuss the case, maybe as soon as next week. But who know the way court cases go, we could be talking about this for another eight months. Yeah, it's another like Jack DeBellin's been a couple of years pretty much with uh, with that one. But yeah, Jared Haynes back in court, and uh, so I guess it's just a wait and see at the moment as uh, as uh, the uh, events unfold. Speaking of court, Sam Burgess found himself back in the courtroom, and there's rumours he's going to find himself in SAS Australia. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a fall from grace since he's retired for for Sam Burgess. Uh, he had the uh, the issues with his with his fa- uh, ex father in law and uh, his ex wife, and and now obviously he's been pulled over um, for uh, I think it was uh, possession of drugs or drugs in his system. Sorry, um, and uh, not having a Australian driver's license. So it'd be interesting to see how that one goes, and um, yeah, it could be a bit of trouble for his uh, contracts going forward with uh, the NRL, uh, with the Rabbitohs, and potentially Fox Sports as well. And the old uh, veteran and halfbacks Mitchell Pearce secured his one year contract extension this morning with the Newcastle Knights Adam Reynolds has been offered one year at South Sydney but he thinks it's disrespectful considering how long he's been at the club uh, South have apparently bringing in a policy since Greg Inglis and the Sam Burgess contracts that they don't want to give multi-year contracts to anyone over the age of 30 even though since then they've given out multiple contracts to people 29 slash 30 including the most recent signing Josh Mansour which, you know, it seems like a bit of a situation where you, fans would be very upset to see him go, but feels like it's edging towards that way. But a club like the Tigers could definitely use him. Bulldogs, if their Kyle Flanagan experiment doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, I'd happily have him at the Tigers. He's a, a great player, great goal kicker, and uh, gets the team around the park. Uh, obviously a former Origin player as well, so he wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, look out of place in uh, Orange and, and Black uh, for the Tigers. Uh, this isn't called the Waffle and On Show, Jake. It's called the Four Pointers. So let's get to point number one. The new rugby league rules. So I think the most outrageous one is the two-point field goal conversion. We used to have a 
policy on here called Trent's Bad Ideas. And I think I set a 50-point field goal for two points. So they made it even easier. Yeah, they've, uh, they're obviously trying to, to eliminate some of the, I guess, the field goal-a-thons we've seen in the past when we get to those those uh, back ends of the games when the game's on the line. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I think we're just going trying to make change rules for the sake of changing rules. Uh, and it's not really going to add too much because we're not going to see a lot of two-point field goals, I wouldn't imagine. My general rule of thumb is we make it less like rugby union. Yeah, <laughs> you well, this is true. You don't make it more like rugby union where people are just kicking field goals now when they're down by a two-point conversion or you know, just if there's nothing going on, going for the two points. I think two points has always been a much more of a difference maker than one point. I hope we just don't see more long-range field goals. Yeah, I think it would be a bit of yeah desperation plays potentially, um, but then you're also opening yourself up to a seven point uh, seven uh, tackle set if you if you miss. So there is a lot of risk in in going for it. Desperation plays, you know all about that on Tinder. That's it. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're looking at eliminating the scrum more by bringing in play the balls when the ball goes dead. Yeah, big fan of that. Scrums have pretty much been I think dead for a, for a, for a long time. There's no pushing in scrums now. Uh, but I think the last time was 2010 when we lost the the Tigers lost mm-hmm. against the feet against the Roosters in the finals. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm happy to speed up the play with that and uh, just get the get the game go, going again. Dead like your love life. <laughs> yeah. You're like you get you're only allowed to talk about my love life once per episode. You're yeah. over the quota, buddy. That's it, you you cut off. <laughs> you cut off. Oh no, it'll just be you and my three cats through the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Trent's been put in the sin bin. <laughs> I'll speak I went to Baptist school and Catholic schools and all about the sin bin. <laughs> <laughs> the other most noticeable thing is they're talking about lowering is lowering the right lowering the age barrier to getting in. So uh I think it's gonna be on special considerations though so it won't be an official you can be 17 16 you have to apply and the first said candidate is joseph suwali yeah it's interesting like before we previously had uh, the rule was 16 uh, and then they sort of determined that uh, a person or a, a footballer's body hasn't fully developed by then so they pushed the, the the age up to 18 and now they're trying to get special circumstances to to relax that so uh, for me, it's either a rule or it's not. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of bending rules to, to make it suit certain players. Um, so, yeah, from my end, I'd, I'd say uh, that he should wait till till 18. When I was 16, I dislocated my shoulder playing Oztag, so my body definitely wasn't ready for the rigors of the NRL. Correct. But also, being a white male, I'm used to people bending the rules for me. So they, <laughs> if they want to bend the rules, I don't know. I think if it's a case of if you're good enough, you're old enough. Yeah, I mean, and he is a he is a pretty solid guy. He's what six foot two, I think he's he's got a bit of muscle on him. So he's more ready than I. I'm twenty eight. He's more ready to this play. This is true. Than I well, I, I don't think I could barely. I'd probably pull a hammy running onto the field. So it definitely wouldn't be any good in my end. But uh, yeah, I think um, yeah. Still, personally, I'm not a huge fan of it. But we'll uh, we'll see if he gets a run uh, this season or if he gets approved um, for for later in the year. Well, he turns eighteen in August, so if it drags that long enough, he'll just be just makes the cut anyway. Yeah, so I guess it's just if he if they can be bothered to push the paperwork through, but I don't think he'd make the team at the moment, which is why it's not been a big thing because a fair few um, gun players on the Roosters team. Yeah, it'll only be potentially around Origin time. Maybe if uh, Daniel Tupou gets picked again, he could uh, slot onto the the wing. But yeah, before then, you can't see unless injury happens, getting in ahead of Manu or, or the Morris brothers as well. Yeah, I think we'll see. Um, if someone goes down injured, though, the Sawali bait will go quite quickly upwards. For sure. When Roosters want to bring him into the team. Especially if, even if James Desco goes down, he could be a smoky to bring him in at the one. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, they've they've got a lot of depth in that that back line. Um, you've got Mac- Mika Valu as well, so uh, some quality players there, and uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he if he does get a run. I was about to talk about Sam Walker, but we're sticking to our points. This isn't a Roosters podcast. It's the four points, goddammit. It's the last The last points. thing I want to talk about is the Roosters if we don't have to. <laughs> well, if we're going to talk about the Roosters, we call it a couple of good-looking Roosters. <laughs> but we're not called that. It's just a That's podcast our about the Roosters, yeah. Even though neither of us are Roosters fans. <laughs> well, my second team is going for the Broncos to lose. Yeah, so. yeah anyone but the Broncos. Yeah. yeah. For all the Broncos fans listening to this podcast, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Moving on to point number two, names on jerseys. There's been talks about, uh, I think Kalen Ponga started the conversation saying that he'd like to swap jerseys like at the All-Star Games or at the soccer because he says he wants to get a Roger Tuivasa-Shek jersey off of the New Zealand captain before he goes up back to Super Rugby or goes to Super Rugby. What's your thoughts? There's obviously been people saying that it's difficult because it means the way jerseys are made these days that they'd either have to make a jersey for every number with a name on it or people would have to they'd have to do away with the 1 through 13 number system and everyone just has their own custom number like in the NBA yeah, it was interesting, right? So, like, the Super League already does that where each person has an individual number. Um, and then I think... I was trying to think the other day, or, like, with the NRL, I think we were one of the only sports where it, it we're still using, I guess, numbers to determine positions and stuff like that. So you look at all the, the major sports around the world, like you mentioned, basketball, uh, cricket's now got numbers, uh, soccer, all of them um, use their own personalised numbers, and NRL's probably one of the last ones that I could think of that, that don't. So... Um, I'm a fan of having personalized numbers. Obviously, it's a great marketing ploy um, and merchandise sales point of view for uh, for kids and for, for fans. So uh, if that is the case, um, I mean, obviously, the traditionalists might, might be against it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for uh, personalized numbers uh, going forward. What are your thoughts, Trent? I'm torn. I'm a traditionalist generally when it comes to that stuff. I would just like to have the normal numbers with their names on it. I don't know if that's possible, but that would be... I was like... Yeah, names would be cool. I thought there was names on it. I think because they used to be. Yeah. It wasn't until long until like I think ten years after they got taken away, I realized they were just sponsors now. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't names, but I think I've always thought you know halfback should be number seven, fullback should be number one. One from a commentator's point of view and fans, like it's easier to just tell watching from above because it's I think in it. But to be honest, I don't think there's one right or wrong. I think. Don't put the names on. No one's going to particularly care. <laughs> you change the numbers, everyone will get over it. Well, I think I mean, like fans can obviously get their own numbers and stuff on jerseys. They can get the player and the name. You know, I had a, I had a Robbie Farrow jersey back when I was younger uh, with the number nine on it. Obviously, that wasn't a, a thing in the in the past, yeah. but it was just a I could get that done myself. So you can. There's still options still there. It's more, I guess, that conversation around Caelan Ponga with the the players being able to swap or get an actual jersey for their I guess their opposing number or um yeah someone else in the in the team. I'm no textile expert, but my original thought was, why couldn't we just use Velcro to put people's names on? Just over the top? Yeah, just Velcro the name on over the top, have a Velcro patch on the back, and just Velcro the name. Well, they, they do some of those. I think it was like uh, in Women in League round, sometimes they do the, the names of, of someone who might like win a competition, or they might do different things on the back. So they, they have done it in the past, where they've put names on the back. Um, but yeah, whether or not they can do it week to week, or what sort of extra effort that would that would include um yeah i'm not too sure but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see if they they do take that up peter volandis likes to do some mm. some weird and wonderful things so he might he might be on board we're not talking about his personal life here jake <laughs> <laughs> my other suggestion is why don't we just paint the jerseys on 
<laughs> that's the solution. Just, just some gladiator stuff and uh, yeah. yeah. Just paint the jerseys on, then you can change the numbers, and it's not a textile problem. Until they start sweating and all the paint just comes running off. Yeah, but that's a problem for ten minutes into the game. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about it. It's start, all about the aesthetics. It's all about the aesthetics. I'm not. I'm a big picture guy. Someone like you can sort out that what happens. All the when detail. I start sweating. Yeah, like sweat. <laughs> I'm. You're the sweat and hard work. Ideas. <laughs> all right. Any anything else on jerseys? This is your chance. I don't think I'm going to give you another chance to talk about jerseys for the rest of the year. Uh, everyone should buy a Tigers jersey because <laughs> they're the best team. And they're super cheap because no one wants yeah. them. <laughs> Although $160 for a jersey is outrageous. Oh, that is outrageous. So if we're talking about jersey prices, the, the price for a jersey in Australia is outrageous. It, I remember Mark Guy I had a ripper of an idea like 10 years ago. It was like the inside should be a away jersey, the outside... Because it's like $320 for an away jersey and a home jersey. Yeah, but then they've got like four jerseys for each team because you've got like, yeah, women in league, you've got indigenous rather, there's so many jerseys. Like Newcastle has a high-vis jersey. Yeah. Which I'm like, I'd never buy it. So no. have, that's not an issue. And but... you always play it, the Tigers always play it when you're wearing yeah, that we one. Yeah, we wear it, yeah. It's, what, we could actually do a whole podcast on our issues Hot of jerseys. Mess. Yeah. Well, I'll finish my comment on jerseys. That Jersey's Boys is a pretty solid musical. And we'll move on from there. Okay, point number three. There's been talk about bringing in a transfer window to stop players like Tyson Frizzell from signing a year early to go over to their clubs, but there's been a pushback from the Rugby League Players Association saying that they want to be able to sort out their future as early as possible. There's also been... um, Generally, when you see a trade dispute like this, players rarely give up rights. Especially even in... If you look at the NBA, where they've got less rights, players can be traded and... They can be restricted, free agents, and drafted, and all of that. Even now, they don't give up anything extra. I think the NRL players would aren't very keen to make it easier for the clubs and harder for themselves to sort out their financial futures. Yeah, I think it's tough, though. Like, you've seen examples in the past where, you know, and they brought in the rule that uh, November 1st now is the cutoff because we did see examples where there was multiple, like, within over a season ahead of time, um, they, were, they were signing. Uh, the, the example I can think of off the top of my head recently is you know, Cameron McInnes has, has signed with the Sharks for, for next season, uh, but now he's playing for the Dragons and he's done his ACL and he's out for the whole season. So the Dragons are, are paying for a guy to, to sit on the sideline. Now, obviously, that may not be making no difference because he could sign at the end of the season with the Sharks anyway, but knowing that it hurts they've... a bit more. Yeah, knowing that they've uh, they've lost that player, um, their captain, uh, who sit on the sidelines, knowing he's going to another team, won't play for the club again, uh, is is a, yeah, is a little bit strange from from my end. Um, you know, as a as a as a football or soccer fan as well. Um, you know, players leave within transfer windows, which is a little bit, um, I guess, on a similar point. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to to see uh, if they if they do go ahead with it because again, it's a it's a weird, wonderful thing where players can uh, just sign so far in advance. You know, you don't really see in many other sports the same thing where where that happens. So. We're going to have to bring in a swear jar. It's so swear just we say weird and wonderful. Yeah. Is, that's, that, is that your calendar word for the day? That's my, uh, yeah, was it the, the, was it the, the uh, Blues Clues, like word of the day or something? Was today wonderful, yesterday and Monday. Um, weird. Yeah, put it all together. <laughs> all three, yeah. What do you get? Weird and wonderful. So, yeah, it's my, my catchphrase. I'm uh, going to get it started going. We'll make t-shirts. It'll be uh, it'll go, it'll be a big They'll seller. They'll sell as well as the Tiger jerseys. Yeah, exactly. And I'll, But I won't charge $160. So. <laughs> You'll charge 180 Yeah. <laughs> make a profit. Yeah. Make a real nice profit there. Sell one, I'll be uh, well, ahead. Well, since you've only got two parents, it's only going to be like 
three hundred twenty bucks are gonna make the most. Three hundred sixty bucks gonna make the most of it. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think um, with the transfer window, restricting restricting labor isn't really fair though. So the I've always just my immediate thought has always been, how are you gonna stop them? It's like the NRL free an NBA free agency, like one minute into it crossing over there's like 20 deals announced yeah and unless people are terrible negotiators and they're just like do you want this contract like, yes i want this contract okay announce it and then that's literally the process <laughs> then obviously they've cut all cut deals beforehand yeah so I mean, it's well, gonna I be think... the same thing it's gonna be like as soon as transfer window opens we've announced like 12 contracts well they're already doing that now right even this first november thing like some of them are already pretty much signing and and stuff before or pretty much straight after that happens so yeah like you said it doesn't matter what rules and regulations you put in place there's still going to be people bending the rules to uh to benefit themselves so yeah and i've also moved back when t- people can change teams now cameron smith can join a team right before yeah, first the of august first of august so that'll be interesting how that how they're going to be let, how players are allowed to move mid-season if there'll be a transfer window right before the finals we'll just see a bunch of players move teams and we've seen this, the uh, the loan system as well um, last year with uh, Momorowski and, and Harry Grant so uh, there's a few different examples um, where we've trialled new things um, obviously for the Tigers that was a, a, was a good uh, good deal out of that but yeah the, the whole transfer window I guess will just be a, a wait and see just whether or not uh, it goes ahead the other thing about contracts is the talk about how players have been leveraging to when they have a good form to move to another club for more money and they're talking about bringing in a rule where if they move to another club for an excuse like family not an excuse for a reason like family or to live closer to home or location that they should only be allowed to move for the same amount of money that they're on so there's a lot of debate I think they're going to give and take I think the players would rather have a transfer window than not be able to force their way into an upgraded contract at another club and the NRL would probably prefer that they they take they take the um, the option where they can move whenever they want, but for the same amount of money that they're already on. So it'd be an interesting negotiation between the Rugby League Players Association and the NRL about what contracts going to look like moving forward and agents. That's been the big thing at the moment. Yeah, I mean that that rules pretty much the Tigers' rule, right? So we've had in the last couple of years <laughs> yeah. we've had Ryan Madison go uh, to to Parramatta for for more money because he felt that uh, he deserved more after mm-hmm. after one season. And uh, over the off season, we had Josh Alloway with the uh, for apparently for the similar mm-hmm. reasons. So uh, it's uh, it's not ideal. Um, I agree that it probably should be um, around yeah having same money to overly deter some of that behaviour. Um, and then we'll like you said, the, the the player managers are trying to get their extra cut if they're uh, working with you know multiple teams or if they've got another player or an example you know they might have a coach mm-hmm. in the in this another team it just uh, alleviates hopefully some of that some of that uh, stuff so yeah it's like, tune into media week for tigers watch which player is going to force his way out <laughs> next for more money at another club <laughs> who have we got left that uh, would actually even be a warrant you got a pr- you've got a pretty fair roster james roberts could have a, a corker for you and then go to another <laughs> this is true force his way out we don't put that club. in the universe please he looked great in the trial so i don't want to uh, <laughs> yeah. i don't want to he's already signed he's yeah. already signed to go to another it's back club. to the rabbits <laughs> yeah now you got four i'm going back you're always a part of the family <laughs> <laughs> we should never left <laughs> yeah to point number four bold predictions jake what are your bold predictions bold predictions bold eagle predictions Jeez, it's a it's a tough one uh i think 
I think, well, I don't know if this is a bold prediction because I've seen a few people do it, but I think there'll only be one change to the top eight uh, from what we saw last season. So I think uh, the Sharks will drop out of the eight, just given their their, their roster's a bit aging. They've had a few injuries already to start the season. Uh, and the the team that finished ninth last year, the Titans, I can see them jumping, uh, jumping into the eight. So I don't expect mass changes uh, for the top eight this year, so that's a bit of a, I guess, a bold prediction from from my end. What does uh, what do you think, Trent? My Stone Cold Steve Austin bold prediction <laughs> is that Eels miss the eight. Yeah, I mean that's a that that is a bit of a bold prediction. They've been pretty uh, pretty up there for most of the most of the last few years. Uh, struggle in finals once they get there, but yeah, that that could be an interesting one. Who do you see replacing them in the in the finals? Titans. Yep. Do you still see Sharks as well making the eight then? No, sharks are out. Um, I'd probably put Warriors in now, but it could go either way. Manly as well. Yeah, like Manly's to, a tough one. I'd like one. to see Tigers snap the drought, but ten years. I need to see. I need to see some footy first from them. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we had a good win in the the trial game. Went to the game in Leichhardt. It was a a good win against a very depleted Manly side. But uh, there was a few people singing from the fences that were uh, were going to win the comp after scoring fifty points in the trial game, which happens with Tigers fans. But um, yeah, I'd like to think we we'll probably uh, be close to the eight. But um, from my end, I think we'll I think we'll miss out. After a long twenty eight years on this planet, I've learnt few things are certainties deaths taxes and trial four means nothing correct <laughs> so yeah i think it'll be well i hope so because newcastle lost their trial game so <laughs> yeah fingers crossed it means nothing and i think that's uh all of our points jake is there anything else you want to say to the people uh just a just a reminder so you can follow us on twitter at the four pointers with the number four uh, same as the the title, and uh, we'll have our, our tips out very soon. Um, calling out, yeah, I guess who we're tipping for the for the first round, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the games uh, starting from uh, Thursday night. And then when, if Tigers get flogged, you're like, I'm already over the season. Yeah, I'll, gonna... I'll quit the podcast. If we don't, if we, I might not be back next week, depending on the results. We're playing Canberra in Canberra, so I don't know if you want to make that promise. Yeah, no, good start. Like, every week, I'll just be rotating a co-host because I've chucked the shits and left. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if we win, the Tigers win, I'll be back. So, right. so It was nice having you on the show. <laughs> good luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> Bring on the spoon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks. You can... Follow everything Jake said. I can't remember it, but follow us on all those platforms and we'll see you guys next week. See ya.